0: Hello and welcome back to my podcast. Um, I'm Michelle. I make this podcast called The Manic Mentalist. Uh, It's just me talking about my day, talking about my mental health struggles and my past and all that sort of stuff. And if it happens to help somebody, that's great. So I haven't um, uploaded anything for a little while. And as a lot of People, if they come across my podcast, will see that it's unedited. So I basically just chat into myself um, and then upload it because I feel like this is me. Um, This is how I talk. This is how I'm going to do the podcasts for me. I mean, maybe later on down the line, I might have topics and things like that that I've discussed. I mean, today I do want to talk about something. So I hope everybody had a lovely Christmas. I certainly did. It was the first time in many, many years that, not many, many years, I say the last few years, that I enjoyed it, you know, Um, although my son, uh, spoiler alert, um, doesn't believe in the big red guy anymore, I won't say it, just in case any little ones are in the background if you're listening with children. Um, he was still so excited about Christmas and it was great. Like, um, I think if anything, he was more excited because of the thought that, you know, his mummy and daddy were, um, spoiling him, which was, which was really nice. He, none of us slept very well that night. He was up, you know, he's eight. He was up nearly every two or three hours wondering if it was time to go open his presents. But I'm just glad that he was still so excited and the magic for him was still there because that's something I worry about is that the magic um, had been taken for them and my daughter absolutely loved it. It was the first time because obviously she was born just shortly before the pandemic and um, it was the first time that, you know, she met uh, a lot of my family because of lockdowns and vaccinations and people not wanting to get together if you're not vaccinated and all that sort of stuff um but it was it was amazing uh, got surrounded by family uh, lots of food not so much drink cuz that messes with my mental health so i tend tend not to drink um, heavily anyway not like i used to cuz jeez hangovers now that i am almost 37 on saturday woo um that the hangovers for me they last they last about 2 or 3 days i swear because when if I do go out and I do drink which is very rarely probably like once or twice a year you know I, I can't really handle my drink to be fair and um I'll drink and be like yeah, I'm absolutely fine I'm fine yeah I'll have another one yeah come on let's go and dance but then you know at the moment you step outside <laughs> there's that feeling isn't there that oh my god I drank that far too quickly so I tend not to do I tend not to do it very often, um, because of that reason. And obviously the next day, when you're hungover, there's a certain amount of guilt, maybe, because the the alcohol makes you feel a certain way, doesn't it? It makes you feel guilty, makes you feel shame. So um, in in recent years, I have I have cut a lot of it out. So anyway, I hope you guys had a lovely Christmas like I said, I did. Um, today, I'm back at work. Well, I, I never left work, because we're open all year round, apart from bank holidays, and that means you just get two days off over Christmas, if you're lucky. It depends on, you know, your hours and whatnot. So for me, it was like a normal a normal working week, because my, my days are Thursdays and Fridays. So I was I was still in work, I was still working, but it was really boring, because there was hardly any children in... Probably had about three or four in our room where we're used to like eighteen, so we were twiddling our fingers a bit and uh and doing lots of cleaning. Um So yeah, today I wanted to talk about I call it my mental health monster. And I've given him a name or her a name, maybe they're genderless. Um but I quite like the name Barry, my mental health monster. And it's like, I, I think of it as something that's separate from me. This, this mental health issue is something that I have to put up with every so often, you know, you know, when you go to work and there's somebody there that you have to put up with because you don't get on with them really but you're civil because you've got to work together it's like that I don't see it as well this is who I am I am mental illness that's not me I think of it as this extra thing that kind of engulfs me and sometimes if I'm not paying attention to Barry he slowly creeps up on me and before I know it is he's the whole of me, he's on my shoulders he's on my back he's everywhere and, and it's um, really sad really so when I know that it's creeping up on me I start having these thoughts of oh my god I'm going to die and they normally happen at nighttime. and I know that everybody has these thoughts um, and that it's a scary thing But when my mental health is playing up, that's something that I really, really struggle to cope with. Um, And I find leaving my children incredibly difficult and I get very, very anxious. And it's all the what ifs. What if they need me? What if they're sad? What if they want their mummy? I need to be there for them. I need to be a good mummy. I can't be I can't be going off doing this, that and the other. They need to be with me because I'm the only one that can be there for them, you know. And um, I I definitely struggle with letting go. Because, like I I said before in a previous podcast, that because my mother wasn't there for me, um, I try to make up for that with my own children by being there for them constantly. And making sure that they always have a really good day. And I'll plan these things to do and it just gets gets a bit much. So this Christmas uh, was the first Christmas I didn't feel like I had to be perfect. Where we need matching pyjamas, we have to do this, we have to do the other. And Barry kept away, which was really, really nice. Because I've been putting in a lot of work to my mental health. I've been doing this podcast, well, which is like my verbal diary um and i've been making sure i'm exercising cuz i know i know that helps too and just talking talking to everybody and i've i've arranged to start meeting up with other mummies with mental health and helping others helps me help me because i want people to know that feeling like this is every mental illness shouldn't be a taboo and i think as as time's gone on as the years have gone by it's definitely more acceptable um people do tend to talk about it more i talk about it all the time because you don't know who you're talking to so i could say something that might resonate with somebody else and they're not ready to tell me about their mental health they're not ready to share those things about what's going on in their life but with me saying, oh, I call my mental health thing Barry. Barry, the mental health monster. But yeah, he... I say he, but it doesn't matter. It is genderless, but I keep saying he. Maybe he is a he. So, I liken it to a... Like a shadow monster, almost. Because they suck... The life out of you. They suck the joy out of everything, and you have a negative filter on everything. So instead of the glass being half full, it's always half empty, and that's me. I'm very, very negative. Oh, this always would happen to me, you know? Everybody forgets about me. Everybody doesn't like me. I've upset somebody. I've offended somebody. It's always me that I've done something wrong and of course nothing good ever happens to me. But that's Barry. That's Barry talking. That's not me talking. Because you know, I don't wake up every day and then you know, something bad happens because it doesn't. But he will tell me lies. He will tell me you're not a good mum. You're fat. You're ugly. You're a horrible person. Nobody likes you. When actually, like my therapy said, what's the evidence that you have got that shows that you are a bad person, that you're a bad mum, you know? Are you leaving your children outside in the rain with no food, no clothes or shoes? No, I'm not. You know, when you put things like that into perspective, you can see, you know, I am a good mum. A bloody good mum, and my children love me, and I love them, and that's something that, you know, money cannot buy. That <laughs> just thinking about them now making me smile. So yeah, Barry will tell me all those all those sorts of things, and it'll tell me, hey, do you remember that one time uh, your son? accidentally burnt himself on the radiator if you hadn't put the heating on he wouldn't have burned himself that's not helpful is it that's not a helpful thought this thought is not helpful to me at all and then it starts snowballing in my brain well if I had done this I hadn't done that oh my god he's gonna he's gonna have a blister he's gonna have this he's gonna have the other and what if this what if it gets infected and before I know it, it's like oh my god Jeez, my brain gets so, so noisy and Barry just will not shut up and sometimes when you've got that internal monologue going on, then you've got that external, you know, your children want to cuddle, they're talking to you, (coughs) excuse me, your husband's just come home from work or your wife's just come home from work and they want to cuddle, they want to know about your day when actually I just want everybody to fuck off. Excuse my language. Don't touch me. It's like that sensory overload and and when Barry keeps yep 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 and all the time about these bad things or what could happen or what if this or what if that or and like my mental health also makes me um predict what other people think so uh, I might tell a joke or something. And it wasn't received that great. And then automatically I think, well, they don't like me. I've made a right fool of myself. Nobody likes me. But in actual fact, they just didn't find the joke funny. But it's not that they didn't like me. You know, I'm very much a, I need to people please. I need to do this. I need to do that. People must like me. I must be a good role model. I must be there for everybody. And actually, Barry makes me forget about myself. Barry takes the joy out of everything and you know all the things that I normally do I just I just can't stand to do it's really sad it's really sad that I don't want to cuddle with my children I don't want to be touched by my husband that I don't want to get out of bed I think if I didn't have children that I had to get up for and had to be there for I'm not sure what sort of position Barry would have put me in you know I'm not I'm definitely not suicidal at the minute I have been in the past and it's really not a nice place to be but I understand why people do do it I definitely understand because it's not that you want to die you just want it to stop you just want your mental health monster Barry to stop you know It is sad, but on the bright side, he does, he does piss off every so often. He does go away and he does, you know, he gets further and further away. Like a little teeny tiny ball of shadow that's, I don't know, down the road. And you can, you can maybe make out what he's saying, but he's not close enough. But Obviously, if you keep going and keep going and keep going, keep doing and keep doing and keep, ruminating and catastrophizing everything he slowly starts walking up the road to you and you can see that he's he's forming into this big shadow person and I know it sounds really scary but this is how I've always thought about it and he's getting closer so you can you can now start hearing the words that he's using and you can make out what he's trying to tell you and then as soon as he knows you're listening as soon as barry knows you're listening he gets louder because then as soon as you can hear him talking and saying all these things you know you know he's got you because you can't ignore them because you know you've run yourself into the ground so now here comes along barry shouting all this crap at you you're this you're that you're the other so then he gets lighter, and he gets closer, and he gets closer, until he's sat right on top of you, right on your shoulders, as if you're giving him a piggyback up there. And he's holding on to you for dear life, because he wants to suck the life out of you, and all the joy. And then that's when you can't really hear anything else, you can't see anything else, because Barry has blocked everything from your vision. Barry has blocked everything you know, reasoning has blocked your creativity. He has stopped your responsibility to yourself. And let's face it, he's a bit of a dick. I know I swear a lot, but... This is me. I try not to. You know, when I work with children, I can switch I can switch the swearing off. And I don't swear around my children, but as soon as they've gone to bed... Jeez Louise... Oh, geez, my cheese. Um, so, yeah, uh, my mental health monster Barry. He's a pain in the ass. So, I'd like to leave on a good note. I have started exercising and it's made me feel really, really good. You know, but I know that when Barry is messing with me, he doesn't like me doing exercise. He doesn't like me looking after myself at all. But I can barely hear him today, so I'm going to keep going, Barry. You leave me alone. I'm doing good at the minute. I don't need your help with anything at all. I'm enough. I can do this. I can do this without you. I'm good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if anybody does want to get into touch or feels that they need to talk or or whatnot, I am on, I am on Facebook, I am on Instagram, I am on Twitter. Fuller Felts, uh, because I do this little side hustle where I make these things and which helps with my mental health. You know, I make these lovely little quirky things, which is um, a lot of fun. So, yeah, uh, you're welcome to join me over there uh, to see what I make or to message me if you're struggling. Don't struggle alone, okay? You don't need to be alone. Right, then. I'll probably do another podcast tomorrow whilst I'm on my lunch break because I got to go back to work now. So take care, look after yourself, and tell Barry to go away.